the stay the task, stay the course. I love that. Don't give up. Like it's Do gonna it be hard. All, just remember that stand up. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck about his opinions. The door is closed. Good job. <laughs> the ghetto. The ghetto. Good job. The ghetto. Ghetto. My name is Vaughn. And we are growing up gay. All right. Hey. So, you guys, this is Growing Up Gay, the podcast, and I am Malik. Hi, I'm Vaughn. Why did uh, I wave? Like, people can see me. I don't know. Like, we're not (laughs) live, recording live. We live, baby. (laughs) That was really loud. I'm sorry. We live, baby. But, um... Tell them I about what growing we, up gay is. I think we should intro- it's funny because we've already recorded one episode, so it doesn't feel like an introduction. However, I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all. Um, the episode, you probably heard it in our intro. You'll probably hear it elsewhere. Um, but we had to scrap it due to we had, extenuating you guys, circumstances. You guys, listen. It's really hard <laughs> being small business owners because you have to deal with so much, you know. And unfortunately, we had a, a graphic designer two graphic designers that just really did not show up for us and pulled it at the last minute mm-hmm. and so we have we've had some pushback you know when god closes the door he opens a window that's it you know that was so cliche that was perfect but it works but it's the truth it works but anyway um i'm vaughn and i'm malik know anything about me i'm gonna <laughs> introduce myself right now Tell me. <clears throat> as you probably heard in the intro i'm a regular degla nigger from jamaica Yes. Ocho Rios to be exact. Um, I'm a quarter century queer, as I like to call myself. I'm. <clears throat> a, Can you define that for the people? A quarter because, century queer? Because, you know, I had never heard that mm-hmm. when, until you said that. I know, I kind of created it. Um, a like quarter. Kiki Palmer. <laughs> that's offensive. Why am I Kiki Palmer? Kiki a shit. Okay, I'm, that's we'll table that. Next. <laughs> um, anyway, a quarter. That. To me, a quarter century queer, because quarter century obviously is 25, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which I am. Yeah. Um, I think it's someone between the ages of 23 and 30. Okay. That's queer, obviously. And I think, because I think we grew up, in, we've grown up and are growing up in a different generation than obviously previous before us and mm-hmm. the ones in the future will have. They have a completely different experience than we have. Um, I think we have... Kind of like the millennial generation period has this mixture of old and new. Um, so you have the old kind of stereotypes of the queer world mixed in with the new queer identity. Like prom season, for example, is kind of, well, it is right now. And it was this is like my first time ever seeing like black gay male males going to prom together and like their families rallying around it and taking pictures and like renting them cars. it's like a thing and it's cool it's accepted so mm-hmm. i feel like we're not that generation we yeah. are still the previous generation where you had to just stare at the nigga you liked from across the room yeah <laughs> so we couldn't go to prom with ours if you were dating that young your significant other um but anyway a quarter so that's what a quarter century career is somebody that's around that age that's trying to do things for themselves you know trying to make a name for themselves kind of like you you say city girls mm-hmm. city girls from city, 305 yeah, yeah. 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 anyway that's 
it's it's kind of like that same idea. You know, quarter century queer, I think, is a queer person, like I said, within that age range that's doing things for themselves, trying to make a life for themselves and, and come out on top. Because I feel like, especially when I see a lot of the older gays, I see a lot of stories of, like, they were held back by their sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. Either they were afraid to go for things. And I have I have personal experience with that um, in my family. So I feel like there's, there's a bit of a stigma against that. So I feel like the quarter century, the quarter century queers were, like, Dismantling that, yeah, and we're making strides for ourselves, whether in fashion or entertainment or music, or if you work in a tech field, if you work in hospitality, if you work anywhere, you know, as long as you're doing it, you know. I agree. So that's that. I think you said that, and that's me wonderfully. Well, I mean, I think that's a tough act to follow, but I'll try. Am <laughs> so I am Malik and. I'm M. I am. I er. He is that. I am that. You know, and I'm from Atlanta, born and raised. I'm from the East Side, ATL, Decatur, where it's greater. You know, catch me at Golden Glide, skating every Friday. No, you will not catch me at Golden Glide. Those days are over. Um, Is that what it's called for you guys? Golden Glide. That was that's the skating ring on the East Side. Oh no, Cascade. That's for the West Side people. So that's Uh, in Atlanta. Decatur East Side. We have Golden Glide. If you grew up in Lloyd, you remember Lloyd? Yeah. He said we gonna Golden Glide this one out. Oh, oh yes, that's that, funny. Yes, that, See, I that's where that comes from. I grew up in South Florida, so for me, it was Galaxy Skating Rink. For you know those three people that still know what that is, mm-hmm. that's what it was for us. Galaxy Galaxy Skating Ring. Yeah. Okay. Well, we had Golden Glide, and, <laughs> uh, and I was not into skating anyway. Really. No, I, I love skating. You know, I would do it because that was like the thing to do. I lived across the street, from the um, across the street from the skating ring because I lived in the oh. hood in the projects, and the skating ring was across the street. So my rise to you know affluency in Atlanta on, um, was a hard one. You know, like so my life has just been about you know watching my parents, um, you know, be um, you know middle class. You know, business owners, and my mother worked in corporate America, so I grew up, you know, middle class indicator. And you know, my life is just about trying to better myself in every way that I see fit, and whatever it is that I want, I go after. I go after, and I take it. And um, I think on this podcast, we're gonna talk about just those experiences and how they shape our identities, and also just talking about. You know, the parallels and the transitions with growing up gay and how we all are the same. But, you know, these nuances and these experiences make us different, but make us really special. And um, so that was well said. I think so. Too. Yeah, it was a very eloquent of you, friend. Am I very eloquent? You did that. Am I like Karen from Potomac? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't watch that show, but I do know of Karen. I love Karen. That was very Potomac. eloquent. That, that was very... Um, it was very Phaedra Parks of you. Very Phaedra Parks. Yes. Okay. That's a compliment because I love Phaedra. You know what? I like Phaedra too. Yeah. I, I think it's fucked up with shoot the candy though. Girl, fuck candy. Oh my God. Moving on. Fuck that bitch. No. Fuck I'm sorry. She's not a bitch, but I don't. People made it. Okay. Let's be very honest about the situation. It's it's Real Housewives of Atlanta. What? How much weight does that shit really hold? They really acted like Phaedra got on. Uh, you know CNN Here's and did a press release this is with a national every- this is a national show okay so tell me what happened in season 6 
don't you don't remember. remember. That's my fucking I point. Don't it's Real Housewives in Atlanta. All they do, I don't all they do is talk shit and throw shade. <laughs> so now all of a sudden, someone says that I heard you wanted to drug me, and you acting like the bitch said you murdered eighty five people, and she has proof. No. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. She said it. So bitch, she said don't, don't, what she don't said. Say about me don't say fuck shit about me that's not true and i get candy's point you lied you said something that was untruthful about you my lied. character and then you told your friend and your friend went around telling everyone this lie and well no 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 no. see that and that's why it annoys me because that wasn't what happened you told you you told a lie to your friend yes your friend told me that lie in a dinner conversation yeah that's where it ended which is why that has always annoyed me because it would have been one thing if um, Portia but she said it on was a running show. Around. That's that. That's Correct. what we're talking Correct. about. But when she said it, uh-huh. Candy was there to deny it. And she. It did. would have been one thing had they been saying it all season behind the backs, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden they get to the reunion, and that's the first time Candy's seen it. And for the whole season, she's been spreading this rumor that, but that wasn't the case. Okay, I agree with you. That was that, that wasn't the case. Facts are facts, and that's the fact. Okay, moving on. Next case. Next case. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) we decided decided to create this podcast um, because we want, if you know of me, um, you know that I had a previous podcast. um, And on that, we kind of focused a bit more on celebrity and things that were going on in the entertainment world in general. Um, And for me, I wanted to do something and create something that was held a little more weight and something that I could speak to on a personal level as opposed to just opinion, um, something that could help people, something that could um, entertain people, and something that could also have its own lane. Because I feel like there are so many podcasts, brilliant ones at that, that do the whole celebrity-focused thing. So with Growing Up Gay, the idea behind the podcast is to, like Malik said earlier, share our personal experiences growing up gay because we do have different experiences. Um I'm, of course, like I said five times already, I'm Jamaican. Um, I'm going to keep saying it because I, I, I really do love my culture and my heritage and my family. Um, but I grew up in a Jamaican household um, where homosexuality is still a very taboo thing. It's something that's not often discussed. It's kind of one of those things that people look over. Um, it's gotten better in a lot of instances. Um, it used to be very... I don't want to say dangerous, but it used to be very, it used to be something that could potentially harm someone. And, and I, I know all the stories and there's been so many stories that have been shared throughout the world and kind of given Jamaica, not kind of, and it didn't give Jamaica anything. Honestly, uh, the artist, especially the, the, the reggae artist, um, not reggae, I'm sorry, the dance hall artist, uh, kind of gave himself that bad, um, stigma, if you will, or that bad, um, uh, I'm gonna go with stigma <laughs> about their music, about their music, and just about Jamaican culture in and general. Being an anti-gay, right? <clears throat> um, and I'm gonna do a little write-up about that, so look for that on the website um, mm-hmm. coming soon. But yeah, the 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 idea behind Growing Up Gay is to be more than just a podcast. Um, it's gonna be a website. We're gonna have social media that you guys can interact with. Um, that we hope other people will share their stories on, um, and we hope to, you know. Build we hope a, to influence the people. We hope to go. change a group of people. We hope to be able to just share and we want to inform. And we want to inform about what is really happening. So and 
let's start informing right now. I was gonna say if you're if you're extremely curious and you want something more detailed and more profound in regards to what the podcast and the entire brand is, you can go to our website, <laughs> grownupgay.com, and go to the about section, and it's there. It's very elo- uh, written very nicely. It I'm is. not gonna read the whole thing. I did that before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And you did. it was beautifully read because a bitch can read, but Down. it's long and y'all can, you know. We're past that it. now. Right. That was Cinco de Gallo. Right. This is a whole new moment. Right. Um, so, since we, this is technically the first episode of the show, I am going to break down essentially what each segment is going to be about. Um, the first segment that's up is titled Snatch It Back. The Snatch It Back segment is where we focus on health, fitness, um, all things related to that, whether it be yoga, like Malik, he's a yogi, or whether it be um, gym-related things or weight loss, maintaining weight, um, just overall, anything overall health. We kind of know a little something. We've had our experiences experiences in our own journey with with weight weight and health in general, um, which we're going to share with you guys. Um, so we hope, again, we can inform um, and learn because if, you know, I'm down for learning new tips. If somebody wants to train me for free. Wow. You, I'm just, <laughs> I mean, listen, oh, I don't, I don't. y'all jump right out there. I mean, can somebody train, train you for free? <laughs> for free. Can I get a shout out? Can I get um, a, a barter system going maybe? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't have anything to offer you right now. Maybe your body. In what sense? That sounded bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm not fucking to get abs. <laughs> that sounded really bad. You cannot have my body. I'm no, just... <laughs> no, no. Um, take it back after they train spe- me. Spe- I don't, I'm not doing this. Take, take, take your workout back. Spe- I don't want it. Speaking of our bodies, do you want to start with your journey to... Yeah. From, so, from thick to yogi? My journey... Um, from from thick to that bitch, <laughs> from thick to that bitch. Your words, not mine. You know, I have a really interesting journey. You know, so obviously, um, I have always had just really bad, poor body image anyway. Because, um, growing up, I was not really active as I, I guess, as I should have been. You know, and so I was a chubbier kid. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was really chubby growing up. And, you know, kids are cruel. Um, again, like I said, I grew up in the hood and, you know, in these ghetto-ass apartments. The ghetto. The ghetto. <laughs> um, and so it was like... It was that never gets old. I'm sorry. It was like... I mean, it was really bad, you guys. Like, it was people, like, trapping at the corner. Like, it was it was the real deal Holyfield. Now, granted, there was another community across the street that was a little bit worse than mine. My community actually had families there. <laughs> oh my god! Dead. Like literally, like my community actually had um, like mamas and daddies with their children. Some of them. So with that being said, I grew Two up in the parent household, and so this I used to walk to school. So the kids used to like treat me bad, used to call me names and fat yeah. and stuff. They were so mean to me. But so with that being said, my. You know, we, we ended up moving to the suburbs. We mm-hmm. moved to the, you know, to moving on. We, we moving on up, honey. They got those the corporate jobs. Side. My mom got that corporate job. Mm-hmm. It got that salary, that and we moved. Coin. And she got that corporate coint. And then we moved <laughs> on up. And when she bought a house, bitch, a four bedroom house in 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 uh, Indicator. Well, we were on Indicator anyway. So with that being said, with me like not really. Liking myself and having a lot of support at home with like my parents reinforcing that hey there's nothing wrong with your body you know you are fine just how you are 
Um, again, we need to discuss that one day. Parents lying to their children. Yeah, parents lying to their children. Their children not telling them that hey, you're a fat fuck. And you stop eating. <laughs> All those donuts. You a big bitch. You're like, big bitch. And you need to stop it. Like, <laughs> like instead of parents just being honest and telling their children they're big as fuck and need to stop it, they you're fine. You're this. No, when you know diabetes, it's just baby fat. You got you know diabetes and all that shit running your family. I'm Kamora Lee Simmons, bitch. It's not baby fat. It's not baby fat. I'm they're 14. Just, it's not baby fat. fat. So when I got to high school or like middle school I remember it just became too much like anyway we really do have such different yeah yeah so it became too much and um I began to work out like in middle school I began to like get on the treadmill because I was like listen you bitches are not gonna keep reading me like I've always been a very perceptive like perceptive child like I've always known like what to do to to make shit happen for me it's been very strange about my life that in that regard so I was like, I began to work out. So I lost weight the summer of like middle school. Mm-hmm. Like every summer. Going the, into high school? Um, Just like being in middle school. Oh, okay. Still okay. like the summer. Oh, were you one of those people that like was fat and then like summer came and you came back and you was like, oh shit, what happened? Like I did that every summer. Like every oh, wow, summer okay. I would be working out and I would come back like small. Nice. You know, now granted I may get big again during the school year, but yeah. I would still come back, you know. Together. Together. Snatched. Snatched, bitch. Snatched back. So... That's my, like, growing up with weight. It's always been up and down. And so then in my adult life, obviously, that same pattern pursued, you know, up and down weight, up and down weight. At my heaviest, I got up to 250 pounds. That's cute. But um, you're shorter than me, so I shouldn't say that. I'm shorter than you, so yeah. I was, wet, like, big, like like a balloon. Like, it was not, not a cute. Balloon. Small neck, titties. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, bitch, my stomach was hanging over my belt. It was not cute. I have pictures to prove it. Like, girl, it was not a good sight. But here's the thing. Uh... I got a personal trainer. I started running. Okay, so I want, were you in your adult life? In my adult life. Okay, okay. So I started running. And you know, so he, I lost 45 pounds with the trainer. Then guess what I did? I gained it all back after that. Um, then I found yoga, got into yoga. Um, Can I just say, by the way, I, I watched your whole running journey. Yeah. Like, and that was really like inspiring. And really yeah, dope. my running journey. And you yeah. got real slim. My running journey, you guys. You used to run all the fucking time. I, that running journey, all I was running seven miles in like Oof. 60 minutes, 65 minutes. Like I had good pace, my, but that's why my knees aren't shit now. Because I, <laughs> I, ran, I ran every day like that. Because you ran outside a lot. I ran outside every day, like long distance, like yeah. seven miles. Um, so there's no pop lock and drop it for you? No, my knees aren't shit now. <laughs> they're, 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 they're torn up. But <sighs> The things we do to have abs. The things you do to have a nice body. But I discovered yoga um, last June, and at that point, I was I had gained the weight back. I was around like, I was around two thirty then, so I was like, mm. "You weigh more than I do now." Yeah, I was two thirty just last summer, last oh. June. Well, la- like, well, sorry, like last April, mm-hmm. I was two thirty. Um, had gained weight, gained a lot of weight. So then June, I now he's a size two. <laughs> I discovered yoga, got into yoga. Um, and then I decided I want to be a yoga teacher because I said I want to dedicate my life to this practice and uh, just the philosophy of yoga. But I'm in love with it. And so I practiced from June to January. And then I started my yoga teacher training, which I just graduated from in May. So this month, obviously, May 6th. So, um, you know, my fitness journey has just been around finding what works for me. And mm-hmm. what I know that now works for me is um, yoga. 
yoga. Like yoga is what's going to keep me this size for the rest of my life or, or just keep me comfortable with my body. And also right. um, it's mind first, like really making your mind up about who you want to be and what does that person look like? I think is the biggest thing that people miss out when they're trying to work out. Like they're mm-hmm. working out for the wrong reasons, obviously. And once your mind is made up about what you want, everything else will literally fall into place around that. And there mm-hmm. won't be like anything stopping. Like you literally won't even want that cake. You won't want that cocktail. You won't want, you know, that bread or whatever it is. Like you, those, those cravings will go away once you really commit to yourself to, who it is that you want to be and what you and what you know it's going to take you to get there. Like, that's the thing. And so once I kind of, like, decided on that and I really became, like, consistent with saying, hey, this is what I want to do. This is who I want to be. These are things I need to do to get here. Um, <clears throat> the diet just kind of came naturally. Because you do kind of eat, you like, eat, whatever. You, I'm saying you've... I've seen you eat kind of whatever you want to. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I mean, I know you eat clean, but yeah. like, you, you don't, like... So, yeah, so I eat really clean, but I eat... Like, if I want some gummy bears, I'm going to go get it. Right. If I want a piece of cake, I'm going to go eat it. But I just eat really modest. Right. You know, like, I for breakfast every morning, I get up and I have an egg and bacon and fruit every morning. For lunch, I know I'm going to have lean meat and a vegetable. Right. For dinner, I know I'm going to have the same thing. Right. And then I know I'm going to have fruit and yogurt in between those meals. Right. So then, hey, if I get home and I have and I have a, and I eat a whole bag of gummy bears... I may do that once. Do you week. like gummy bears? Because you keep mentioning them. Well, I'm saying gummy bears because I'm looking into oh, and- that bedroom <laughs> right there. You guys were filming at my house, and my roommate's bedroom door is open, and I'm looking. He has a pack of gummy bears on his bed. I'm looking. My like, cousin loves gummy. I don't. I've never gotten into gummy bears. Gummy bears are they're they're, they're good. I like them. I'm a chip bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. <laughs> I'm sitting here sipping on a cocktail, and I literally almost just die when you call himself a chip. I bitch. love chips. That's bitch, why I got fat. I'm I, I, listen. I'm happy you let those chips go. Damn. I love chips. You know too. what? I didn't. I didn't let them all the way I go. I love chips. I, love I just. Sun chips. I've cut. I've cut. You like? Sun, I like sun chips. I love I'm sun a, chips. Me and Doritos go way back. Doritos, yeah. nacho cheese, bitch. Ooh. 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 Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's Malik's journey. Um, from thick to that bitch, um, I'm still on my journey. So am Hi, I. It's Vaughn. Um, but no, I, 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 unlike Malik, I was a, a slimmer child. Um, when I when I lived in Jamaica, like I ran track, um, which I did, I, I, was, I left when I was seven, so it's not really that it was that long. Um, but when I moved to America, I didn't really start to put on weight until I was like maybe nine ish, mm-hmm. um, because. In Jamaica, I was always outside running around playing. Um, and then we moved to America. We moved to Lauderdale. Shout out to Lauderdale, you know, the hood, the ghetto. Um, <laughs> the ghetto. <laughs> uh, the ghetto. Um, and after we, like, moved out of Lauderdale, we moved into, like, a very suburban, all-white neighborhood where, like, the kids were in by 6 p.m. because that was dinner time. Daddy was home from work. Um, and my relationship with food was, I think, kind of started then because... My mother had two jobs, okay? She worked hard for that corporate um, and that corporate money. And um, that's kind of how my relationship with food began. It was a lot of eating to kind of eating out of boredom, which is I, th- I still kind of do that. I try, to, I try not to. Um, but I started to put on weight then. Um, and I think because I'm taller, it wasn't really a thing. People would always just be like, oh, it's baby fat or, you know, 
You play. You should look like you should play football. People love doing that shit. You look like you play football. I, hate, I, I used to hate that. Oh, shit. in high school, niggas <clears throat> used to always be like, "We should jo- join the football team." I got Don't that in middle like, school. Like the you? coaches, literally. <clears throat> I swear to God, my dad. I know he did this for a fact. I know he did. He would plant seeds in the coaches' heads mm-hmm. to tell them to come approach me about right. that because. The whole gay thing, like, try to get me more active. Right, get you more masculine. Nigga, you missed that chance. <laughs> you should have been doing that in elementary school. I can't stand a nigga want to pull up on your ass after, after the fact. After the fact. We've been rocking like this all this time. Now you want to tell me you want to do football in middle school, nigga? You want to start now. Why was I doing that shit peewee with all the other boys? <laughs> no, fuck you. Um, you know, it's funny. No football. I, like I said, for me, I, I, I didn't get, like, quote-unquote, I was, like, chubby. Yeah. In middle school. And I, I remember in my seventh grade year, we had this, um, our PE coach was, like, really into, like, childhood obesity. And he was like, this is not going to be a thing. Yeah. I think he saw our school had, like, a lot of chubby kids. Mm-hmm. So he, our PE class was, like, an hour and 45 minutes. And you had to work out for at least an hour of the hour and 45 minutes. And then there's, like, 10 minutes, 20 minutes where you're changing. So you really only had, like, 30, 35 minutes to play. Mm-hmm. So he made sure that we got in. Essentially, you were working out five days a week. For an hour, which for kids is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of kids, including myself, started to lose a lot of weight. I didn't start to put back on weight until I moved to Atlanta because I was, in, again, in a new city by myself. Didn't know anybody. And Atlanta is built really different than Florida. Um, and I say that because in Atlanta, there's subdivisions. Like, in Florida, you have neighborhoods. And I'm going to break that down because people are probably like, bitch, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Atlanta, especially where I live because I live in the boondocks. Like real gated South, no sidewalks. South Fulton. <laughs> Niggas might pull up. Um, but where I live, like there's no sidewalks. Uh, at least there wasn't then. There really weren't a lot of streetlights because, again, this was 2006. Yeah. So Atlanta um, was still becoming that bitch. Because now everybody lives here. Um, but there wasn't much community. Like, I got in, some stories about South Fulton. <laughs> in my neighborhood, there wasn't much. Uh, there weren't a lot of kids because it was all new new houses and you know you have your like young corporate professionals that are buying their house, first house with their wife and they have a baby and I'm like a teenager so there weren't a lot of kids so there wasn't a lot of running around and playing it was like go to school come home and like stay inside and eat and chill mm-hmm. for the most part so I started to put on weight then um, what I'm gonna skip ahead because honestly I went to college and I just got fatter and fatter and fatter because <laughs> <laughs> I went to college in South Georgia um, I went to uh fucking um the real ug uh gsu as they call it georgia southern university yeah um and anybody that knows gsu knows there's nothing and when i say nothing i mean nothing around there to do um so literally i would just eat and go to class and like be insecure and eat my insecurities essentially um so what got me focused on my health and fitness um it's two different things um one of them shout out to rihanna uh, she had this um, During her TTT Talk That Talk era She flew a bunch of people A bunch of fans uh, To New York It wasn't really a bunch It was like four of us Because you know we pop in um, <laughs> She flew us to New York And I remember Getting the opportunity to go And I remember not wanting to take it And people were, Well not people But like I told my cousin And she was like What is wrong with you Why wouldn't you want to go to New York And I was like Bitch because I'm fat I don't want niggas to see me fat but I was like, it's Rihanna. I can't turn down the opportunity to, like, meet Rihanna and, like, hang out with Rihanna. So I went to that. And just that was kind of knowing that I could potentially turn down that opportunity 
was like, wow, you're gonna let your your image hold you back from a once in a lifetime opportunity. That's insane. Um, that was the first thing that kind of jump started my first health and fitness journey, if you will. Uh, the second was actually my two little cousins passing. Um, they were 16 and 17. The 17 year old was graduating high school that year and he had gotten accepted into like his school of choice. Um, he had a scholarship. Um, and they were literally just driving to school and they got hit by a car and both of them died. And it just kind of reaffirmed for me that like life really could be done tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. so it was like, what am I going to do to live my life to the fullest? What's going to make me happy and, and not allow me to just continue to hold myself back. Um, and one of those things was tackling my weight because I had lost weight and gained it back. Um, like I said, in, in middle school, I had lost like 30 pounds because of that uh, coach that was very focused on childhood obesity. Um, and then when I, like I said, after the Rihanna opportunity, I lost like 45 pounds and put that back on. Um, but with this, it was kind of like, I really need to do something now to get ahead of this shit. That way I can be happy and that way I can live my life to the fullest. Um, just in honor of my little cousins. Because it was like, you, they had so much life that they were going to live. They were so uh, smart and talented and extremely athletic. And they both uh, were like the goats when it comes to soccer. And it was kind of like seeing how easily their life was taken away from them made me say, eh, I need to focus on living my life to the fullest. Um, so I got back on my shit. <clears throat> and I've lost like 93 pounds since then, and it's staying off. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Not getting back on. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And now I'm a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And um, no, to answer your question, I know some people are like, "Oh, did being a vegetarian help you lose weight?" No, it's actually a lot easier. In my, I mean, uh, easier in my personal opinion to to lose weight when you eat meat, because I think being a vegetarian is kind of like either all vegetables mm-hmm. <laughs> or like carbs and vegetables. Yeah. And anybody that's trying to lose weight knows that carbs aren't. They're not the worst thing for you. You can have healthy carbs and you're allowed to have carbs, but it's better. Yeah, without them. Without them. Yeah. It's easier to lose the weight without carbs. Um, so, yeah, that's those are our journeys, if you will. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. Of course, there's more. and You'll learn more throughout our conversations, and that's what it's about. It's about right. unfolding and uncovering little nuggets. And if you have any questions in regards to health and fitness... Um, if you have, if you need any advice, if you want to ask us anything, you can always reach out to us. Um, you can reach out to me personally mm-hmm. at Vaughn at grownupgay.com. That's growing without the G, G-R-O-W-I-N, Vaughn at grownupgay.com. Or you can reach out to uh, the podcast itself at growingupgaypodcast at gmail.com. So that's our health and fitness segment. Snatch it back. <laughs> Snatch it back. Um, the next segment of the show is going to be the meat and potatoes of the show. It's the title of the show. It's uh, hopefully one of the reasons why you guys will be listening to the podcast. Um, that's our grown up gay segment. Um, each week we'll, we already have these topics written out cause you know, we thorough, we plan, <laughs> we plan for this. Um, um, yes. Um, so yeah, it'll be the section where we, we kind of discuss, uh, different issues, different, um, Things that happened in our life while growing up gay, different um, controversial topics about being gay and growing up gay, all types of fun stuff. Um, we hope you guys enjoy it. The yeah. topic for this <clears throat> week is... Um, and disclaimer, you guys, before we start, mm-hmm. you know, this is, again, I hope I don't have to say this again. This is our perspective. This, these are our experiences. And we're not here to speak 
for the gay community as a whole. We're here to speak for ourselves. And this is a very personal information that we're sharing, that we're putting out there for people to hear. And I think it's important that you do listen, you do listen to it with that in mind that, hey, this, these are these two guys, isolated experiences, and these are not views of the entire gay community. And if you want to fight me about it, we really can. So. And, and, and if you don't like what I said, <laughs> I say what I said. Run up, get done up. Oh, I'm just joking. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, the, the first topic that we're going to focus on is realizing that you are gay itself. Um, obviously, the title of the show is Growing Up Gay. So the question I always see people ask is, how did you know you were gay? Mm-hmm. Or when did you realize you were gay? Or, you know, what is that experience like what is it like realizing that you're different than the other boys um do we have any childhood memories or anything that tapped into that so for you malik when did you first realize oh shit i'm gay or was it an oh shit i'm gay no it for me it was like i realized in kindergarten that i was gay really yeah did you did you know like you're gay or did you just know i knew that different i know I knew that um, I disliked bo- like other boys that looked like me. I knew I liked boys in kindergarten because there were there were these two boys actually. I'm not gonna say the school I went to, um, but there were these two boys. I won't say their names either because I think they're with us. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of uh, if you guys listen to Jade and XD's podcast, XD always says, "Are they still with us?" <laughs> He does? If, yeah, like as if the person oh, passed. Okay, 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 okay. I didn't know. <laughs> he always says that. Um, that's hilarious. Shout out to XD too. We go way back. Legend. A legend for sure he is. Um, so the guys, uh, they they bitch they tried me and, and they tried me essentially like they tried to like do some sexual shit in kindergarten. Really? Yeah. That young? Yeah. Like they tried Y'all to was like fast as bitch. Little we were fast as fuck. We were fast little true. They tried to suck it. At, in kindergarten? In kindergarten, bitch. Damn. Damn. Yeah, bitch. They were, yeah. Y'all get more action so, than I do now. Yeah, bitch. So, kindergarten, <laughs> these boys, like, these two boys, they, they hung very tough. And they were, like, the thugs of the class. It's always true. It's always the trade. <laughs> <laughs> it's always. It's all. It's always the trade. That fucks it up. So you know the, the class tray in in kindergarten. Yo, this is so inappropriate <laughs> to be calling a kindergartner tray. God forgive us. <laughs> forgive us. It's a little warm in here. Um, it's because we're laughing. Yeah, it's that's okay. why. So they tried me up in the bathroom. So that's when I knew that. It, that's when I knew that I was different. Um. That's when I knew, and then you know, we, you know, I, I remember that we would meet. So when did you first accept your? Because there's there's knowing yeah. and then there's accepting. So I knew then, and then I accepted it probably in high school because mm-hmm. I went elementary, middle, and high school denying it, mm-hmm. and then finally in high school, really? Well, yeah, I didn't. Okay. Yeah, like you guys, yeah, I denied it through high school too until my senior year. I must say, bitch, I we, and then yeah, that was when we you was. But like, see, I was gay to you though. Yes, you, but I was I was. Oh, that's what you're saying. Okay, yeah, I was gay to you. Okay, yeah, for sure, you knew. But so then my senior year of high school, this boy outed me. Really, bitch, he catfished me. This is what he did. He went on Twitter. Oh my. Made, this is at the height of Twitter. You know how popular I was on Twitter, right. bitch. They were hating at school. They they didn't know that I was this. This bitch on Twitter, they didn't know that I was really popular. Wow. So they were hating on me. 
and not this is a, this is at the, the top of social media. I didn't think it was a big deal that I that people were inter- interacting with me on Twitter, but because it did. didn't seem real, then. it didn't seem real then. But right. people like people talk to you on Twitter, like they were like, "How are you? How?" Like right. they didn't understand that just because I'm just engaging, I don't know, whatever. So, um, this boy at my school made a fake Twitter and engaged me on there. Wow. And he engaged me so much that we ended up exchanging IMs. That this is when IMing instant messaging was really popular then. Right. So we exchanged Yahoo instant messengers, and we began to chat offline. He sent me pictures. I sent him pictures, and then he. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, he sent you like okay, never mind. A fake pictures. You said catfish. Catfish. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I said, bitch, you didn't know it was him. <laughs> yeah, he catfished me. And so then after that, he the next day at school, he had taken these screenshots. He printed the, he printed the whole chat and had shown it to the senior class wow. at my school. Did you fight him? Um, I would have beat his ass. He showed them to the senior class, right. but before you know, I'm definitely Olivia Pope. <laughs> before I had a good girlfriend who was. Very well to do as well at the school. Uh, she told me she said, "Hey, listen." She, you know, she said, "Listen, Malik, Dominique is going around." Oh, I said, "I said the I'm boy's name." Just said his name. <laughs> Dominique is going around, and he is um, getting ready to slander you. Is Dominique part of the family? Dominique is a queen. I figured. And Dominique is also good friends with one of my good friends. I figured. Uh huh. Um, to this day, and he actually tried to come over here, you know, and my friend asked me, "Hey, can, can Dominique come over?" I said, "No, God." Yeah. Don't, don't break off my home. I'm not yeah. friends with her. Keep her where she is. Yeah. Mm. Keep her where she is. I like that. Don't let bitches in your life. Keep them where they are. With that being keep said. Keep the same and the same energy you had in high school. The same hole. energy you had in high school, hole, keep it. Oh, we also went to college together, by the way. Dead. <laughs> so I had to continue on with this bitch. Um So with that being said, I got ahead of it and I and I ended up coming out to a lot of people that day before he had got a chance to expose me. So I changed the story and controlled the narrative. That's see, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. I said I'm ready to come out to you guys. That's I'm gay and I've been gay it. the entire time. They said, "Oh my god, thank, thank you for coming out with your own." You flame. can't burn me with my own story, bitch. Yeah. How? So get ahead of the narrative. That's when it's I. That's life. when I finally implanted it. And when I did that, I also went home and told my mama. Damn, you was one and done. And she motherfucking told me that it was wrong. Let's save that. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into, into that, that. We'll get into that later. Um, so for me, and I, I did a, a post about this. Like I, well, I didn't say it earlier, but um, we like on our website. We're also gonna do things on the website. Like I said, we're gonna engage on social. We're gonna have the podcast, and we're gonna have posts on our website. Um, so I did do a post in regards to my Caribbean heritage and being gay. Um, but me, for me, I didn't. I always say I knew I had feminine energy before I realized I was gay, um, and I didn't realize there was a problem because it was uh, it was a problem. Sorry, um, because for me it was natural. Like to have this feminine energy, whatever it was, was natural. Whether it was like, um, and I and I have like there's little things that I remember causing my family to freak out, and I didn't realize what that was or why they were freaking out until yeah. after the fact. Like <laughs> I remember one time we were like. Um, Packing up, I think we we're packing up like Christmas stuff. We were packing up something, something in our garage in uh, Florida, and I think every everyone has done this where like they take a T-shirt and they put it over their head like his hair, and you whip it around, and you whip it around. And I remember doing that, and my entire family being like, "Whoa, what are you doing? Stop!" Um, and I remember things like um, whenever I would like my my because like I said, I grew up in a white neighborhood. 
Um, but I remember whenever I would play and hang out with my friends, and we would play like Indians and you know Cowboys or whatever the fuck we were playing. I would always want to be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay back here. I'm I'm gonna take care of the house. I'll be you know the wife or the mom or whatever the case may be. Um, I just always remember having feminine energy. Like I remember being obsessed with Britney Spears and wanting to like be Britney Spears. Like, I didn't I didn't want to be Kobe Bryant or like Michael Jordan. Although I love Jordans. I was like, I want to be Britney Spears. Like, she's amazing. And I was obsessed with her. Why her? Um, I don't know. I Honestly, I just, I don't know. I was just obsessed with Britney Spears. Cool. Like, okay. Um, but anyway, so for me, I always knew I had feminine, feminine energy. And I always knew it made other people uncomfortable. But I wasn't sure why. Um, for me, I didn't. I, kn- I knew I was gay when I was. I remember asking my, um, someone when I was younger. I think I was like maybe like eight um, isn't isn't this gay like how I feel or how, whatever? And they were just like, no, it's not gay. It's just you're you. And I I can't delve further into that for reasons, but whatever the case may be. But I didn't. I will say I didn't accept that I was gay until I remember seeing Noah's Ark for the first time. And again, I, I write about this in my uh, post. Um, it was like I had moved to uh, moved to Atlanta, and I was. It was like summer. It was either I think it was spring break, and I was you know we spring breaking. You at the house watching TV or whatever, and you have you don't got no bedtime. Like I'm grown right now because it's spring break. Um, so I was watching TV really really late, and I remember Noah's Ark popping up while I was while I was flipping through the channels, and I was like, "What is this?" Because hmm. um, I loved Girlfriends. I still love Girlfriends. That's my like it's, like it's like my favorite TV show. Who's your favorite girlfriend? I always say I'm Joan. Mm-hmm. Like my favorite my favorite is Tony. Like. Cause I I also say much like Tony Childs I specialize in results, um, but I love Tony. But I always say that I'm I'm Joan because I'm a little neurotic. And I feel like I'm Tony Childs. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> you gonna marry a white man? <laughs> but anyway, I was I remember watching um, seeing Noah's Ark on TV and being like captivated because that was my first time ever seeing gay black men as adults and not as. Uh, caricatures or because you know prior prior to then it was like I remember seeing gay men in in the stereotypical lights it was kind of like on, on Baby Boy for example when yes, when Jody's when he's selling the pieces and he's like mm, well, I'm you see this my, I'm a, I'm gonna squeeze my skinny ass, ass in this yeah. it's cute <laughs> uh-huh. I remember and I'm forty dollars <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I remember being like that is not me yeah. but uh, when I saw Noah's Ark I was like wow. Like, there are so many different types of gay. Mm-hmm. Like, Wade was gay. Noah was gay. Um, Alex, like, all of them, they were different personalities. And I remember connecting to that so much. And I remember they it, they were, like, gearing up for season two. Um, so it was, like, the a marathon. And I remember staying up literally until, like, 6 a.m. and watching every single episode and being obsessed. And um, that was, like, the first time where I was like, wow, I, I'm gay. Wow. You knew that. That was in, like, seventh grade. Oh, yeah. That's when you, like... Cause I, I I already had like my I already had like my first crush on a nigga so I knew I mean like I knew I was gay but that was the first time like, I accepted it because there was this nigga I went to middle school with what's his name don't say his I'm name. I'm not gonna say his name because somebody might oh I know him. his name but you don't know his name that was like oh the boy's mine <laughs> oh that was good oh yeah definitely uh, <laughs> I know his name <laughs> oh yeah that was that was Monica that was Monica yeah okay I didn't catch that <laughs> um, but like even in and that was in sixth grade and I remember and it's so funny because I always tell people Alicia Keys's Diary is one of my favorite songs oh yeah and he used to play the piano and I remember one time because he was friends well we were all friends. Um, but I remember I went to his house and he played the piano and I sang um, Diary 
by Alicia Keys. And it was like a moment. And I was like, wow, I am in love with this man. You sang it with him? Yeah. And what did he say when you got done? No, well, I mean, I sang. I mean, I mean, I honestly don't remember. I, don't, I remember I sang it with him and everyone was like, oh, that sounded too good. Whatever the case may be. Yeah. But, so like I said, I, had, I knew that I liked boys, but I didn't know I was gay until like watching Noah's Ark. That like confirmed everything for me. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't deny, well, okay, I'll say this. I went through a period in eighth grade where I was, uh, well, ninth grade, was it ninth? Eighth grade where I was bullied. And I remember being like, is it because I'm gay? Like, why is God allowing this to happen? Is it because I'm gay? Um, but I, I never didn't, I did try to pray it away, quote unquote, but that shit didn't go anywhere. <laughs> um, but I never denied it. I never like fought against it. Cause I was just kind of like, but this is me. If I, if I couldn't be me, I wouldn't be me. So it was me. Um, but anyway, one of the questions that I wanted to ask, because I just shared some, do you have any um, like triggering or memorable moments from your childhood where other people, not you, but like your parents, your siblings, your family, etc., um, <clears throat> hinted at your mannerisms or interests as being quote unquote gay? I remember I went to Savannah. My mom is from Savannah. I went to Savannah for the summer. My mom was pregnant with her third child and she was having her third pregnancy after 30. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like one of those pregnancies. And kinda, I kind of feel like back then it was a little bit more taboo. To be that old and To be pregnant. that old and yeah. pregnant. Like, this back was then like, it was like by 27 <clears throat> you had all your children. Yeah, back then like <laughs> at 30 you had all your children. Right. But my mom was getting pregnant a- after 30. And I think she was like 36 at this point. Mm-hmm. Like she was older. Which is so normal now. Which is so normal. It's like so normal yeah. with technology. That's like when people start. <clears throat> <laughs> exactly, like women are getting pregnant now for that first child at 35. Janet like definitely had hers at 50. It's like, okay so. now. But back in then, it was taboo. So mom was pregnant with her third child. And so with that being said, they kept saying it was a high-risk pregnancy. And she also had gestational diabetes. Oh, and wow. so in the summertime, they, they shipped me and my brother to Savannah. And I was like in middle school then. And so I was a little bit older, a lot more aware and cognizant of my feelings and who I was or who I... I just was more aware then. Mm-hmm. I'm going through the change, as they say. The change. <laughs> and I was staying with my aunt and my cousins. And I remember <clears throat> I I got there. I sat on the sofa. And they were just sort of like, and these were like older women, like my right. cousins and my aunt. And they were just like, so, Mooka, because that's what they call me. That's cute, Mooka. I remember them like, kind of like telling me about. <laughs> The jail houses in Savannah and what? Because my aunt was, she was like the head. She was over the food department at the jail. She was the head bitch in charge of the food. Okay, come on, catering. Whatever she was a caterer. Whatever, whatever they call that. <laughs> so she was talking about how the guys being jail rape raping each other. Mm-hmm. And then from that conversation, she ended up just asking me like, "Am I gay?" What really in middle school? Very candidly, or like you know, just yo. Can I just say that is a wild. <laughs> that's a wild jump. So like, niggas be rapping anyway. Are you okay? Like, I would so have been was, like, what? So it, was, so it was very much so like you know, like. Are you asking me this right now? You know, she. They just wanted to know, I guess, and right. you know, I denied it. I denounced it right then and there. Deny, no. deny, 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 deny. That's it. Deny until you can't deny anymore. So right. I denied it, and um. I told them that no, you know, I'm not gay. And I just didn't want that. I didn't want to deal with that because I remember they, that's a lot. I just didn't want to deal. And I, you know, and I felt like I actually, I remember saying to myself, I haven't even told my mom this information yet. Right. How can I sit here and tell these women? Right. I was able to Ooh. understand that 
even the depth of it, the depth that. of this conversation yeah. in the moment, even at that age, like I was like, no, this is not right. Like, don't talk about this because right. you need to talk with your mom about this first, right? Before you discuss <laughs> it with these messy whores. <laughs> And if my family hears this, I don't think you guys are messy whores. I'm just being, <laughs> I'm just being really expressive. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. I'm just using really colorful, expressive language. You guys know I love you. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll text you like, who the fuck? Is going on? <laughs> okay, okay. Like, no, this is. I'm just using very, very colorful language, you guys. Um. So that was like, you know, and then of course I would have experiences with like my dad's side of the family. Right. Just family in general, just being ignorant. Like my voice. I have a higher pitched voice. Oh, why why do you talk like that? You know, you talk like a girl. That. Put some bass in your voice. Like I, I would get that, that all oh my God, I would get that all the time like growing up in my family. Put some bass in your voice, boy. And I'm like I can't help it. Like this is just the natural tone of my voice. Like I'm not right. gonna talk like this. Like when I know this is not how I talk like that would be so silly. Like That sounds uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. <laughs> like this is just my natural speaking voice and I've had to learn to love this voice. It's not that high though. I, listen, well, well, people still call me ma'am on the phone. You know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I guess, you know what's funny? I sound just like my brother. Mm-hmm. So I can't hear my voice as being, because I don't think my voice is high. Oh, you know, you, 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 have a, you have a nice baritone. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Fuck Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that baritone. Um, I, I do. I, I, <laughs> I have some. I don't have any experiences like that. I've actually never been asked by my family. Yeah. Are you gay yeah. have i been asked that no but I've, I've definitely been hinted at it like a lot yeah um i remember <laughs> one of my aunts i'm not gonna say her name because i don't well she's never gonna find this but one of my aunts um <laughs> me and her have like this really combative relationship in general um just because she's she's real spicy and i love her to death and like i really do but i remember we were we were going to um, Rapids Water Park. Shout out to Rapids Water Park. If you live in the South Florida Orlando-ish area between there, you probably know of Rapids Water Park. Um, but I remember one day we were coming back from Rapids Water Park, and we had gotten into me and my aunt were kind of like sparring back and forth. And I remember my mom got out of the car to go get something, um, and me, me and my aunt were in the car like going at it. <laughs> like I mean, very respectfully because again, I'm Jamaican, so I, I can't get too too crazy, but. Um, cause she will whip my ass. But, um, I remember we were kind of like going back and forth and I was like, kind of give, cause I was like, I'm tired of your shit. Like I really am. So I'm gonna give you some of what you giving me. Yeah. And I remember hitting her with one of those, like, <laughs> like, you know, the hand and the neck roll at the same time. And I remember her being like, Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, you're doing all of this now. Yeah. That's, that's feminine. That's, and I remember, I remember that happening and probably one of the, the most memorable moments for me. And it's really silly when y'all hear this, but I remember one time after my parents had divorced, um, me and my brother would go stay with my dad every now and again. And <laughs> it's so funny because how all this ties in together. We were watching the Super Bowl, right? And I was super into it. And do you guys know why I was super into the Super Bowl? Why? Because Britney Spears was performing oh, with <laughs> Mary J. Blige. <laughs> and I remember my dad was so excited because I was excited about the Super Bowl. Um, but it wasn't that 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 is was the memory. It was I remember I was and this still sounds so stupid, but I remember I was like putting I was applying lotion mm-hmm. to myself, and moisturizing your body. I was moisturizing self-care. my body. <laughs> You've been on self care. You've been about been, that. Been there. Um, you know, <laughs> chickens is ash, but yeah. I'm lotion. Um, <laughs> and I remember I remember I had like kicked my leg over. <laughs> <laughs> you had to. I had kicked my leg over, and my father is like definitely like super masculine, like macho or whatever. He's not hyper masculine, but he's definitely like a nigga. 
Um, <laughs> and I remember I had kicked my leg over and I was lotion, and I was not cognizant of what I was doing at all. I just kicked my leg over and started lotioning down, very much like J Lo <laughs> and or Ashanti back in the oh, caress. Yes, like a caress commercial. A caress yes. commercial. Yes, and my dad was like, "What are you doing? Like, chill. Like, you're." <laughs> And I remember being like, what? Nigga, I'm putting on my shirt. <laughs> and he was like, why are you doing it like that? And I was like, I'm just putting on lotion. Like, why are you tripping? And I remember feeling the tension. Yeah. Like, the tension. And my brother was just standing there like, what is going on? Like, he didn't, even my brother didn't get it. Because um, I was maybe like eight at the time. Or, or nine at the time. Eight or, eight or nine at the time. Um, and he was, my. I remember my, my father's reaction was so like visceral like i could really feel it and i didn't understand what exactly it was but again it was that feminine energy that my father saw from when i was young that but it's funny because he didn't feel the need to correct i mean he felt the need to to step in by by questioning what i was doing or you know why i'm doing what i'm doing the way i'm doing it but he didn't he didn't like reprimand me for it afterwards i didn't get in like trouble and i'm again i'm gonna keep saying this i'm jamaican so i could have got my ass beat if he really felt like it. Um, but it was none of that. He was just kind of like, why are you applying lotion that way? And I remember it making me very uncomfortable. And I remember even telling my mom about it. Like, he was being mean to me because I was putting on lotion. And my mother was like, what? You are putting on lotion? And, and I don't know if they ever discussed it. Um, but that's definitely one of my um, childhood memories. Well, some of my childhood memories in regards to that. Um, so after you realized where you were gay, um, did you struggle to accept it? Like really struggle to accept it because i know some some kids they do everything from try to commit suicide to they try to pray it away they you know so i think the biggest thing is and i think what i know what i now what i now know excuse me guys after i get used to coming to this mic what i now know is that um there's no roadmap to this you know And, and there's no roadmap in life in general but especially being gay and being a black man like you talked about images earlier and how big you know Noah's Ark was to you like seeing right. those different kind of men like that was it essentially right and right. I didn't watch Noah's Ark so I didn't even really have that reference until much later when right. I went back and watched it um, so um, I definitely doubted myself because like, what are these feelings? You know, right. my dad does not know how to parent a gay child. He, he doesn't know, know how to parent... Straight children. Straight <laughs> children, you know? Right, they're learning as so they go. So it's like, you know, so my parents were learning as they go. Right. You know, um, and on top of that, on top of learning as they're, as they're going, having, having a pubescent teenager and a teenager who is up to all kinds of shenanigans that they knew nothing about. Right. Like, I had a really interesting teenage... Really? Teenage years, yeah. Like... Yeah. I did too. And so with that being said, um, I just was fearful of a lot. Oh, I'm sorry. I just <laughs> I and thought of another funny story in regards to um did my like family or anything. I remember one time okay, like I said, I grew up in South Florida, right? So I got and like I also said, we used to go to Galaxy Skating Rink. So in my neighborhood, because I grew up around a bunch of white or your Latino people um we would like when we went to galaxy it was funny because galaxy was an area where that kind of like divided the suburb suburb like the the upper middle class middle class and then like the hood so like all of us would go to galaxy skating rink 
And I remember, and I'll never forget this. Um, I could dance. I mean, I can dance still, but can I really can. I mean, okay, I can. The ass can get I'm thrown in a circle. Okay, if if it needs to. But no, I remember, and this is so funny. This is, and it's also so me because I, I like to tell people what to do and how to do things. I remember I had a, um my male best friend, his sister and his sister's friends loved me. Right, we were all cool, and I had I had my two female uh, best friends, EJ and Dion. And they could dance. And I remember we all went to Galaxy with um, my male best friend and his little sisters. And I remember being mortified because they couldn't dance. So, so me and my two female best friends could dance. My male best friend and all his 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 sisters and all her homegirls, which was, there was more, it was more of them because it was her his sister's birthday, which is the reason why we went. Um, and I remember being mortified because they were dancing off beat. They're white, so like they were, they were just like. So you guys had like a white chicks dance off, right? Well, in they the middle. they did. It was like me and my because my, my my best friend's EJ. D, uh, Dion was Jamaican. EJ was oh, is a white girl, but she's can twerk like she can dance. Mm-hmm. She's you know, you, you've seen um, Save the Last Dance. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> she can dance, but. I remember, <laughs> I remember going and being mortified that they couldn't dance. So the next time we planned on going, I was like, "Listen up, bitches! Y'all got to get in line because this isn't <laughs> this isn't happening again." So I remember literally lining them up, and it was also uh, Ashley, also one of my uh, other one of my female's best friends. She couldn't dance either. Again, she's white. Well, she's your Latino, but she couldn't dance. Um, so I remember lining them up and being like. I'm going to teach y'all how to dance because what's not going to happen is we're not going to go back to Galaxy and get, like, scrubbed. Like, that's not going to happen. Um, and I remember I was – this is, and it's crazy because this is how you know I was not cognizant of being gay at all. Because now – like, me saying that now, of course a, a, an 11-year-old black boy teaching – 10 and 11 year old white girl Get a formation How to twerk in the middle of the road Cause that's what I'm saying It wasn't even like we were in a room We were outside in the middle of the road Yes I was trying to show them like how to twerk Leading the way <laughs> And I remember Blaze in the path And I'll never forget it my brother. You were the mother of the community <laughs> You guys Vaughn was the house mother Of the South Florida community you guys I remember my brother I'll never forget this. We were in the middle of the road. I was showing them like how to twerk and how to like you know dance or whatever. And I'll never forget my brother rolled up in his car. He had a black he had a black Altima. <laughs> Bitch, I know you gay. <laughs> Bitch, I know your face crack. And he rolled down the window. He was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" He screamed out the window. Pop, pop and I was sitting with, with one hand on my face. my butt. I remember being like. Oh, I'm teaching them how to And he was I remember him getting He got out of his car Which was still <coughs> Moving Like Not moving But it was still like On And he like Walked over to me He's like What the fuck are you doing? Stop that shit And I remember being like Huh I don't think I should be <laughs> Doing this But anyway Let's get back to What we were discussing um, So in regards to Struggling to accept um, Like I said earlier I never really struggled With accepting like for myself at least I've never struggled with accepting My sexual orientation um, I did like I said because I, I was bullied at one point And I was wondering like why is this happening to me Because um, I was like I don't fuck with nobody I don't bother nobody Like I'm just nice and friendly So I was like why am I being bullied And I was like maybe God is trying to teach me something And I kept looking for what God was trying to teach me mm-hmm. um, And I was like well maybe it's like being gay Because although I, again I wasn't out Because I was in 8th grade Um 
and I wasn't acting on anything. I, I remember hearing like, oh, you know, God sees all, he hears all. So I was like, wow, he must be mad that I'm crushing on <laughs> this nigga in my class. And I remember like, okay, so don't be gay, like trying not to be. And I was like, I can't stop myself from thinking what I think. And, and I think that's why I've never really struggled with it because it's like, this shit isn't my fault. Like, I didn't do this. At no point in my life did I select to deal with this. So, like, it was like, this is natural. So, I've never really struggled. Like, outside of that one point, which even then, to me, wasn't really a struggle. Because it was like, I'm going to pray the gay away. And then I'd be like, I'm not even doing anything gay. Like, I'm I'm not doing anything, quote, unquote. I'm not sleeping with anyone. Like, I'm not kissing any man. Like, I'm not doing, I'm not touching boys. Like, I'm not doing anything gay, so, like, these are just my thoughts. I don't control where my thoughts come from. Like, they're my thoughts. I can't stop my thoughts from being my thoughts. So I was like, if he has a problem with my thoughts and he's punishing me by bullying me, I was like, that's his problem. So I never I never struggled with accepting my, my sexual orientation, thankfully. I was just kind of like, well, it is what it is. Like Rihanna just said, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um... So, since we've covered the whole accepting it thing, did you... We, we can go further into the praying it away thing. Like, did you <clears> fight <throat> against it? Did you, did you try the whole pray it away? Yeah, I definitely prayed it away. Was, it, sure. was it cranes in the sky? You know what? What it was is, it was actually... Uh, it was freeing for me. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember, I think in high school, I like... I, I, I came up to my mom... Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> we were members of this mega church in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so I rejoined, I recommitted my life to God again in high school because mm-hmm. I wanted to do right. Do right. Mm-hmm. So I rejoined the church, got up, and didn't tell my mom I was going to do it, got up and rejoined the church again. And then I remember the pastor came down. That is so gay of you, by the way. <laughs> the dramatics. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tell my mama. I, I, I'm going to just give my life to I'm Christ. I'm going to give my life to Christ. I'm going to get right. <laughs> So I got up, very dramatic, diva-like, and walked down the aisle and rejoined the church again. And I remember the pastor came down, and he just was talking to me. He was like, listen. And I was I was crying. I was very hysterical, very emotional. And he came down, he said, listen, there's something very special about you. And he said, you have a gift. And he said, he, he just was holding my hands, looking at me, and he just let me know that it was going to be all right. And I knew in that moment that <clears throat> I remember saying to myself, Lord, if this is wrong, take it away from me. Hmm. Take this desire from me. If this is wrong, and it's still here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, um, like, you know, what, what it was for me was just literally accepting that I'm okay just as I am and right. that um, it was ordained to be this way and really believing in that is how I've been able to get over it. Right. And I think that moment with me, like, you know, rejoining re, re the church, doing all that stuff on my own. Like, I feel like, again, like in gayness and just in life, period, the, you, ha- you have to create your own roadmap. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, experience was just a piece of me, like, going deeper to find God, to say, right. hey, help me see who I am. And then that was the message he gave me that, hey, you're fine just how you are. And that there's nothing wrong with you. And that. That's beautiful. It's all good. It's all good. Um, I didn't have that because I, I, mm, my family isn't super, you know, my family is like religious when they want to be. Yeah. Like <laughs> they're religious when they need to be. Mm-hmm. I didn't really grow up in the church. Um, I remember I would go to Sunday school every now and again, but I didn't grow up in the church. Like even when it comes to gospel music and stuff, 
the, I remember hearing reggae gospel music, which is really different than like reggae gospel music. It's really I, you different have to, you have than. To send me links later. It, it's funny. I have fam. Like my uncle was a, a gospel singer. A reggae gospel mm-hmm. singer. He's like had CDs. He's done tours. He's done all that. Okay. But um, so yeah, I didn't grow up in the church, like super in the church, invested in the church. Um, and I think because of the way my brain works, I never really like I said I did try the whole prayer away thing, but. I'm such a like a, I'm I'm huge with when it comes to logic, and for me it was kind of like people would always be like, well God knows all and you know they would always say your steps are ordered, so I I didn't really struggle with it because I was like well bitch if he didn't want it to be this way he would not have ordered my steps didn't y'all y'all said he ordered the steps right so if he ordered the steps why would I be stepping in this direction if he didn't order it I never I was always kind of like this is invalid like it doesn't these points don't matter to me like I don't know I I never. I think because my family wasn't super religious, um, for me being, although I knew, again, I I know, you know, people use the Bible to denounce homosexuality, and there are a lot of people that struggle with that that intersection between being religious and being gay. um, And and being spiritual. Being spiritual. Yeah. Um, And you know what's funny? I think I've always kind of been naturally spiritual. Sure. As opposed to religious, because I didn't grow up in the church. I grew up knowing God. I grew up, you know learning you know about christianity or whatever but neither one of my parents are super bible thumping yeah people so for me it was kind of a dub from the jump um (laughs) it really was um i did like i said there was that point where i was being bullied where i was like okay let me try and pray the situation away let me try and you know be because especially because when me and my mother moved to atlanta we started going to church more um, but for me, I'm I'm so cynical that like from from I, I started pointing out all the gay things that I saw in church. Mm-hmm. Like that choir director is definitely gay. Yeah, I did that same thing. Homeboy, like, I did that same homeboy thing. Homeboy, oh homeboy God, he's tenor, definitely a queen. Homeboy in a tenor section that's singing his ass off. That's he, definitely family. He's like. gay. Yeah, <laughs> I def- do that same thing. So for up. me, and it was always like. I don't know, like I said, because of the way my mind works, I'm naturally inquisitive and I'm naturally cynical, and I don't. I'm not gullible in any way. Yeah. I'm not one of those people that kind of takes the anyone's word for it. I'm always like, but why? Yeah. Or, but wait a minute. If that's the case, then why is this that? Like, yeah. I've always been that kind of a person. You push the envelope. Always. Mm-hmm. So, for me, like I said, I didn't really struggle because I was kind of like, hey, if he's all-knowing, mm-hmm. then he knew before y'all did. Ooh, say that. So. You've been very faithful as a child. <laughs> right. That's it. If, if, if he's all-knowing, well, then he clearly knew. So, y'all the one with the issue, not That's him. It, not him. Um, so, yeah. I never really struggled with that aspect of uh, religious... Religion and, and, and uh, sexual orientation. Um, so, with all of that being said, I think we can kind of wrap up our first growing up gay segment there. I think it went well. I, it went well I liked it. We talked about some deep shit today. Didn't we? We, gotta, we kinda told y'all our business. Don't tell nobody now. I mean, <clears throat> Unless they got sponsors tied behind them, then you can tell them. All we sponsors. definitely <laughs> are here for the sponsorship. Right. Um, we'll plug all your products. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, the next segment that we're gonna move into is the wind down. The wind down. Um, the wind down is when we kind of jump out of our norm and we discuss things that are going on either on social media or in the world of celebrity um i'm gonna be very honest with you guys we're gonna keep this segment shorter because neither one of us care too too much about yeah like this is not the wind down you guys is literally for the fans like it's just about us. come on fans yeah i'm speaking it into existence well we have fans already because people are 
are already listening. Um, <clears throat> I just feel like this portion is just about us just kind of just recapping pop culture, politics, whatever's bubbling, whatever's happening. Right. We're just going to kind of quickly talk about it and give our opinion on it. That's it. So the first topic for this week, um, Tia Marie, her nudes leaked. Um, unfortunately, her boyfriend, Akbar, something, something, another. I'm just hearing about this. Um, Akbar Abdul Akha. All of that. Um, (laughs) whoever that is, he hacked her Instagram and posted very graphic pictures of her, um, giving fellatio, giving fellatio, Uh um, and being covered and not in the spirit of the Lord. Covered and cum. Um, (laughs) Covered and cum. Um, Stop. <laughs> Covered in C squared. C squared. That's what we're gonna call it from now on. C squared. She was um, C squared, bitch. Which is really unfortunate. Um, <laughs> and it, it was. I saw this really interesting thing that that was uh, posted on Twitter. I don't know who posted it, but they were like, "It's funny how women are always punished." For being sexual mm. in in any manner, uh, men want women to be sexual, but then always punish them for it. Wow! Um, and I thought that was a really dope take because that's it's true. Whether it's um, calling women whores because you can't sleep with them, or calling women whores because you have slept with them, mm-hmm. because you know niggas will call somebody a hoe that they can't because they it. didn't get the pussy, yeah, and then call somebody a hoe after they, after they got yeah, the pussy. Like pick right. Which and one is it? It was so funny because someone was talking about this on Twitter the other day. This guy was talking about how he can't um, be with a woman if oh, she's yeah, don't do that. <laughs> if if she he can't be with a woman if she slept with X amount of people um, because you know she's a hoe. Yeah. And I was like, it's funny because niggas always want to have sex. So I'm like, if y'all want women to be these pure, innocent, you know, virginal people, who are y'all fucking? Who? <laughs> like, I just think that here's the thing people create these, like, these stories in their minds about sex mm-hmm. and what it should look and what it should look like. And I just think it's really unfortunate that um, people can't even have sex the way they want to have sex. Like, it's like men are ashamed of wanting, of, of wanting to have freaky sex, but True. then. It's like you want to have it, but then you don't want the woman to enjoy it. Right. It's like so you want to do it, but you don't want her to oh enjoy god. it. But you, Ooh, you want don't her even to do want. It. Oh my god. I, I, okay. So I listened to a podcast by the name of Horrible Decision. Mm-hmm. Um, it's these two women, uh, Mandy and Weezy, and they were discussing this, and they were discussing how men, like a if, like a man, for instance, he gets head from a girl. Like yeah. if it's too good, mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, she sucked too many dicks because she's good at this." Yeah, which to me is wild. It's ridiculous because like just it's because crazy. someone is good at, good su- at it, you why, should be happy she's good at sucking why, dick. Why can't I just really like sucking your dick? Right. <clears throat> why, why Maybe she practiced on one dick and got it good. And got, got it, it done. Got good. She got that shit down. Some packed. people are just good at sucking. Or you maybe never she know. sucked on twenty dicks. But and, and, and if that is the case, why does it matter how many You should be suck? happy you're 21 because by then she's really good at it. I would hope. Unless yeah. she's wasting her time. I mean, I think it just comes down to just the image and in the, in the story we have around shame and sex. Yes. And it's just, it, it's shameful that there's so, there so much shame around desire and sex and stuff like that because it shouldn't right. be. I think that um, if more people just were okay with what who they did it with and how they did it, we would be better off. Right. Um and stop judging. Stop being so fucking judgy. Right. I agree. 
Get your nut off and mind your business. Get your nut um, off, mind your business. But Tierra, back to Tierra Marie. Um, it is really unfortunate this situation happened to her. She is taking legal action. Um, she lured up. She got the blown. Now, this is where I'm going to kind of have to lay into Tierra just oh a little. Okay, so I know Love and Hip Hop is taping, right? And I know people are desperate to keep checks. There are some people saying that she did this purposely because... She needed a storyline. This is, of course, a very solid storyline. And at the end of the day, she was you really didn't see much but her sucking dick, which isn't the end of the world, right? Um, so it's kind of like some people are saying like she kind of did that for a storyline. Now, I would love to defend her, and I and I am gonna say that that's not the case. That's not the case. But when you hire Lisa Bloom, Ooh. now tell me, Lisa Bloom, what what's her, I, Black China? Oh. Um, basically every Instagram honey that's ever, or Instagram, not even Instagram honey, honestly, basically any tacky celebrity sex related story that's come out, Lisa Bloom, Lisa Bloom is the woman that, the the, the lawyer that the women always hire. Now, so do you remember the story about Usher, you know, Usher was giving everybody herpes? Yeah. And that real big girl. Yeah. Came out. Lisa Bloom. That real big girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She came out and was like. He gave me herpes too. Yeah. Lisa Bloom represented her. What the fuck? When Black China decided to sue Rob, ironically for doing the same thing, Lisa Bloom represented her. I didn't know this. And now with Tierra getting Lisa sketchy. Bloom, it's like sis. 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 Now that I know this, I kind of want to. Like, I kind of want to change my story now. It's like, did this really happen or is it a story? But here's the thing. I, I, I've always made it my first rule never to discredit a woman. Or the victim, period. Or never discredit, never discredit the victim because it takes a lot to come forward with stories like these. It takes a whole lot. And I think it's important just to let's get all the facts. Let's keep it going. They're in litigation, obviously, and let's see where this goes. I like that word, litigation. And we'll continue to monitor Tierra Marie's sex story. Right. So moving on from Tierra. Tierra, excuse me. The second, uh, well, the final topic is we're only doing two this week. Um, is Azalea Stanks versus Cardi B? Ugh. Um, yes, I said Stanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you have been following um, this ongoing battle between the two, um, it's been f- for a few months now, but it's, it's heightened over the past month. Um, um, Azalea did an interview with the Breakfast Club. Where she kind of spent a lot of time discrediting Cardi, talking about Cardi, um, trying to throw her under the bus, um, attempting to villainize her image in the industry because, you know, she's light-skinned and <sighs> light-skinned privilege, da 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 I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of it. <clears throat> I'm so tired of it. Not that's not a thing. It is. But it is in, a thing. In this case, it's not. Um, it's what, not are, what are your now. thoughts on the whole Cardi B versus Azalea Banks thing? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm vanquished by <laughs> how Azalea Banks keeps coming back with the bullshit. Yeah. And the fact that we keep paying attention to it. It's like she's the female version of Kanye West, in my opinion. Right. I just want her to shut the fuck up. Just, I mean, just shut the fuck up. Just, I mean, just, just, just shut up. Like, I have to, like, literally, like, imitate her voice because she's just... I think so ridiculous and I, I, I'm, I'm really just getting sick and tired of um, this whole light skin story. Now here's the thing. I read the post that she sent to Cardi. Mm-hmm. I you did, read all of that shit? I read, Ooh, I time. think I read. I saw that shit and was like, no. 
Ma'am. In in the post, is she, there a Sparks Notes version? I don't know, but in the post, know. she mentioned something about that Cardi has identified all this time as a Latina woman, and now all of a sudden she's jumping on the black train. Now, here's my thing about that. That's actually false. She's always identified as black, but she is Latin. She she's is a, Latin. She's an Afro Latina. She's an Afro Latina, and so that wouldn't be wrong either way. So yeah. So as far as I know, I thought Cardi was, you know. I thought she knew she was a black girl. Cardi La Negra. <laughs> Cardi La Negra. Like, that's what I thought. You know, I thought she knew. And so, I just think that Azalea is, is reaching. I think she does this every time she has new, new music comes out. She finds she find someone to pick on. And I, I say, fuck her. And, and fuck her trying to stir up bullshit with Cardi. Fuck her for being problematic as fuck. Fuck her for, for trying to use the black um, fucking agenda of equality, of of equality, and and the fucking black experience, and 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 fucking real life struggle, bitch. The fact that you're trying to use that to demean and try to bring down Cardi is despicable. And fuck you. Um. So I'm gonna say I. That was a lot of f bombs that I just was. Um, was very vulgar. <laughs> very vulgar. <laughs> um, I actually at one point loved Azalea Banks. Um, she has great beats. I love all. I love two one two. I like the house thing. Uh, I'm kind of tired <clears throat> because it's like at, it's, at this point it's like a playlist, <clears throat> and you know how like a playlist gets into a certain pocket, yeah. but it and, her, then, and then you get and you get tired of it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just it's like a, it's like a gym playlist, but it never got updated. Oh, it's you know, like at this point, Shit. how many times are you gonna keep giving us the same thing? So anyway, I'll say this: I started out loving Azalea Banks because she's. I was like, oh, look at this. A dark-skinned woman. She's from New York. Um, and originally, when she came out, she was Bayesian. Um, I remember she that. She was from Barbados. Mm-hmm. She told everyone that her family was from Barbados. She was, of course, born in New York and, and raised in New York. But her family was from Barbados. Um, she was just fly. She's a very talented girl. She can sing. Um, she can't dance. I, there's this new. She has this new video coming out, and she has a like, choreography for it. Just sing. Um, but anyway, she was very talented. I was really into her. I loved the 1991 EP. I, I loved Fantasy. I fell in love with her for that. Um, she was just so fly to me. But I noticed even then um, that she had a lot of issues. And when I say issues, I'm talking mental issues. Um, she has a lot of self-worth and self-image issues that she needs to work through. Uh, so I'm going to address that point first. I think she seriously needs to go get therapy. Because a lot of what she's doing is comes from her own personal issues and insecurities. Yeah, it's obvious. Um, she did this with the, with Iggy Azalea, and because Iggy Azalea was white, everyone rallied behind it, right? Iggy Azalea ain't bothering nobody. She never told y'all she was black. She never told y'all she wanted to be black. Um, she just simply made music that was, of course, based... You know, from black people. Yeah. And that's where it derived from. The sound, the southern accent, like all of that. <clears throat> um, people were, were... And it's funny because people wanted Iggy Azalea to make Australian music or be Australian, quote unquote. But had Iggy Azalea been Ducky Thought, who was a Sudanese Australian, no one would have said that. Solely because of color. Right? So that's why it worked for... It was easy to get Iggy out the paint because that was the height of the current black plight with police violence um and just um i think the woke culture kind of originating we'll call it that that was the the height of all of that so it was very easy to paint iggy out as this white oppressor that has held us down for far too long although you niggas love justin uh bieber so i don't get that 
Anyway, um, that worked for her. But with this Cardi B thing, the thing that bothers me about it is at this point, people it's, it's, it's hard for me to understand people that don't see what um, Azalea is doing. She loves someone that's the underdog up until they make it. And then once they make it, she goes out of her way to to knock them down. Because she loved Cardi at one point. She <clears throat> she actually pinned Cardi against Nikki. And it's funny because she, she used to talk so much shit about Nikki. About Nikki, she did. She used to go in on Nikki all Man. the time. She hated Nikki. She couldn't wait to take Nikki's spot. And then... Now all of a sudden she loves Nikki, and then and remember so when she was going after Iggy Azalea, she was praising Nikki. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So she has this she has this way of being div- uh, divisive, divisive. I'm sorry, and trying to pin these women against each other. And I don't understand, like I said, how people don't see that this is a pattern for her. Yeah, I agree. Like it, she does this all the time. She uses the black plight to get people on her side. And it's funny because she's not the most blackity black person out there. She's bleached her skin to appear to appear lighter. She's talked so negatively about black men and black people. Period. She's attacked a little black girl for being a little black girl, telling her that Disney's never going to value her because she's a little black girl, telling her she needed to go buy ass and titties in order for her to be worth anything, which is sexualizing a child, and it's also. Summing up black women to nothing more than sexual beings and sexual objects. And for me, I just don't get how people still fall for the whole um, light skinned people. Light skinned people are why I'm not successful, or light skinned people are why I'm not on top of, you know, the, the industry. And it's like, that's not the case. You aren't anywhere in the industry because, quite frankly, your music is not that good, your attitude is horrible, and furthermore, you're an unpleasant person. <laughs> That's why nobody wants to be around you. You were working with Beyonce. Things didn't go right. You felt the need to trash her. And it's funny because, again, there you are in a Breakfast Club interview using Beyonce as this, this um, like, fucking, I don't even know what to, to call it. She was basically trying to use Beyonce, trying to say, like, oh, with Lemonade and Solange releasing a seat at the table, you know, black women, black womanhood was at this this heightened sense and and she feels like Cardi is, is, is regressing by regressing black women by being who she naturally is. And the thing is, we're not one person. It's not a monolith. Thank <clears> you. <throat> black, black women and black people aren't a monolith and quite and further fucking more bitch. You are the same way. You a bird too, bitch. Like you ain't, when did you get all high and mighty? So because you, you can suddenly be eloquent and sit in front of a, an interview and, and talk like you're from a Manhattan instead of like you're from the Bronx, like bitch, you a hood rat. And you were a proud hood rat at one point. So why all of a sudden now that you bought titties and you got a retainer, you think you too good to be a hood rat? And like, what is wrong with being a hood rat? Like, if Cardi is, if that's Cardi in her natural light, and Cardi's always been like that, it's not like she's an act. It's one thing if Cardi was fucking Tamara Maori and decided all of a sudden, hmm, I want to be a rapper, and now she's talking that way and carrying herself in that manner. That would be one thing. And then I would say, you know what? She she is playing a role but cardi has always been that she's always been her authentic self and i think that's why as um i was gonna call her iggy <laughs> that's why Isaiah is so upset because her authentic self is not enough so she's mad that other people like rihanna like cardi b who can just be them their authentic selves and succeed are doing so so it's just like i said for me it's just really tired it's really it's draining honestly at this point um 
So with, the, so with that being said, we're never gonna kick, uh, cover her again, right? Yeah, I don't really care about her. So let's not cover her again because I, I agree with you. I think she is tired, and I do she think is. that uh, she has some problems. So let's not get any more problems. You need a hug, bitch. That's what you need. Let's um, call Monique. <laughs> <laughs> Monique, come get this bitch a hug. Give a hug. Um, so that's it for our wind down segment this week. Um, and we're going to end the show with, with Get It Together. Get It Together. Now, Get It Together, once the show launches, is going to be a, a, a platform where you guys can actually send us emails, send us questions in regards to things that you're dealing with, either personally or even if it's questions you have about ourselves, like how we got ourselves together, because yeah. we're still doing it. Um, Every day. Like we said, you can reach, uh, you can send us stuff either on Twitter, on any one of our socials, our Instagram, our Facebook. Or you can send us emails um, with questions or if you have any questions in regards to your own sexual orientation, if you have any questions in regards to dating in the gay community, if you have any uh, questions about anything gay or hetero related, if you're heterosexual and you want to write in, that's fine. You know, it's called grown up gay, but it's fine. If you're trans, all of that is fine. We can, we, we, we want to help you be the best you. Now, neither one of us are licensed therapists, of course. No. Neither, neither one of us work for Talkspace. No. Um, we we are not Iyanla. No, can't necessarily fix your life. But I can read your life. <laughs> well, I can do that we can we can offer <laughs> you know different opinions in regards to things that you have questions. But for this week, since we obviously the show is not launched yet, um, we're going to get people together. And the first, well, the only one the for this only week one we're gonna do is Christina the, Aguilera. Now I want to preface this with saying I love Christina Aguilera. She's um, one of my top, maybe five. Vocalist? Don't do that. (laughs) She's one of my top five favorite pop stars, I think, ever. Um, I love literally all of her albums up to Lotus. I I love Bionic. Fuck y'all. Bionic was... Fight Cute. me if you're I'm mad about it. I'm a Madonna. I can rule the world. Yes. She, yeah, Bionic, Bionic was ahead of its time. Y'all, just, y'all weren't ready. But um, Bionic flopped because of Gaga had it done it. Yeah. No, no, no. Gaga had never done that. I mean, she had done that look. Well, yeah. Because Christina... We don't, we don't worry about that. Whatever. But... So, we, we say this out of love. We want Christina to get herself together because we both love her. We well... Do. I love her. I and love her too. I'm, I want to go see her on tour. Her tour's I coming don't. up. I don't want to see her on tour. That I don't. I don't want to see her Why? live because I don't think she's that great of a performer. Uh, I, I don't want to hear that. Hey, yeah, yeah. I'm good. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I do want to go see her live just because I've never seen her live before. If it's free, I'll go. You won't, you, you don't need to do that. I mean, I know we're about to get her together, but you don't got to start this early. I don't want to see her live, <laughs> Christina. You don't want to. You don't want to hear what a girl wants. What a girl wants. I don't. Want, I don't want. It's cute. It's it's cute for the iPod. It's cute. It's cute for the iPod. It's cute for the iPod. I don't want to go to the concert, Christina. Here's the thing. I'm not feeling the new single, girl. I'm not feeling the look. I don't like any of it. I think this whole minimal tone down thing that you're doing. This whole she's giving you Christina Maria Aguilera. This, Aguilera. I don't. I know. It's. It's. Aguilera. it's I don't even Aguilera. think the fans are connecting to it. Well, if you let Billboard tell it, they're not. The fans aren't connecting to it. The charts aren't connecting to it. People aren't even streaming it, Christina. It's not right. 
Let me tell you why it's not right. Because it feels inauthentic. It does not feel genuine. It does not feel heartfelt. It feels manufactured. It feels really? like you said, yes, it feels like she sat down and said, what the fuck can I do that's going to gag these bitches? You think she thought that? You think she thought this was going to gag people? I think she thought this was it. She, she, yes, she thought this, she thought that visual. She thought. <laughs> she thought that visual with all the liquid and the this and that was, was going to be it. And it was a mess. It's been done a million times. We've seen that. Alicia Keys just did it. Alicia Keys just did it. We're over it. We don't want that. Because it seems, it just seems like, it doesn't, it seems inauthentic. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I just feel like, like, I feel like the, I feel like the way she is executing mm-hmm. the vision. Mm-hmm. It's falling on deaf ears. I feel like you, I feel like you you can execute that that like minimalism in a way that feels really fresh. And I feel like you know, back to basics is a great example of that what wasn't I minimal though. It's it was not minimal. Okay. But here's the thing, it was not minimal. But when you say back to basics, we're talking about going back to a timepiece, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about going back to a certain era. And I feel like the way she executes... Uh... <laughs> and I feel like the way she I love executed, that run. I do. I agree. And I think the way she executed mm-hmm. that was really well done. Yeah. And I feel like this minimalism thing that she's doing, she's not really paying attention to, I feel like, what's happening in the minimalism modern society. It's not this. Here's my thing with the whole minimal thing, right? I was into it at first. I, you know, I like a bare face. Yeah. And, you know, no shoes. It just looks bare. I like all of that, right? <clears throat> Here's my problem. A, the music is just not it. I'm so sorry. She's released three songs at this point. What's the one with two chains? Oh, that's the first single. I don't that's remember the what one it's I called. Don't like. That's the one I don't like. I don't like that one either. Like, I, I, I remember... Okay, I posted this on Twitter the other day. The best part about it is the breakdown right before Two Chains comes on, and right after Two Chains stops because she does like these runs and like this little moment. I just don't like and the rhythm she's singing. I feel like it's it's, it's just off, off the, the the melody. Nothing, and, and you know, I think it's it's for me. Okay, Christina always commits, for the most part, anyway, always commits to a theme. She always commits to an image. She always commits to a sound, and she does it. Excellently. Since since stripped, she's done it phenomenally. Stripped, um, back to basics, bionic, all three brilliant execution of, of a theme. Brilliant, exactly I execution agree. of a theme. She like everything from the tour, like everything is just perfect, right? I agree, for for sure. those three eras. With this one, I just I'm not buying it. It's on. It's honestly not that appealing to me. That's what I feel like. At I first, like it's just it doesn't feel authentic. I can't buy into something that doesn't feel like it's coming from your heart. And then, you know, at first I was like, I was into it. I'm, I'm like as I said, I, I, I'm here for a bare face and no shoes. I'm down, right? I'm, I'm. You can invite me to the party and I'm there. Okay. However, with this, it just doesn't. It's not doing anything for me, especially because when you hear the music, okay, because if you think stripped down bare, you would think the delivery of the music would be the same, right? So here comes the single that says featuring two chains and Ty Dolla Sign, and I'm like, hmm. Instantly, it's a wash for me. These well, are the most commercial, overused rappers. You will find them on any bitch's 
single popping off. Those well, two niggas right there. Okay, I like. And I feel like for Christina Aguilera to come out the gate with these two bozos on her single, it's like Christina, you are a legend. Come out by yourself. Take a note from B's book. Come out by yourself. Show people that I'm in fucking love. I don't need nobody on my shit. And give us some no banging music. On my plane. No passengers <laughs> on my plane. Like I, I don't need to hear a rap verse from The Voice. You see what I'm saying? If you are The Voice, that's what I mean by execution. That's what I mean by minimal. Make well, it okay, minimal. Okay, Make it on, about on, you. I'll say this. I don't think that's what she was trying to do anyway. I don't think she was trying to have this big splash of return to where she was like, I'm The Voice and I'm that bitch. I, I don't why think... Why not? Okay, here's, and here's why I, I say that, right? Christina has kind of done that already. So I think her attempt this time was to kind of remind people that she's not all the things that they think she is, right? I think she was trying to strip back a lot of the perceptions and kind of be very honest and true. But like I said, my problem with that is when you when you hear 2 Chains and Ty Dolla Sign, now I love Ty Dolla Sign. Right, I'm a huge. He has a nice voice when he sings. You think he, so? Yeah. He, no, he can. He can genuinely sing. He kind of sounds a little bit like R. Kelly when he sings. Like when he really, really sings. So, so he can if actually he, like sing, sing. Yeah. Okay. He has a song called "Horses in the Stable." Mm-hmm. Actually, listen to his entire first uh, project. He can sing. Yeah, he can genuinely sing. So I listen to it. Yeah. Only because you um, said so. Thank you. You're welcome. Um. So I was I was hesitant because I enjoy Two Chains from time to time and I do love Ty Dolla Sign but I was like I was like okay Urban I'm with that I've yeah. always wanted her to do an R&B like strictly R&B album I was thinking that's what we're gonna get but then when you hear the song it just doesn't match the image and that's where like I said the delivery just isn't there because it's like you 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 would you would expect the the image to kind of be flashy and kind of be like you said that bitch ish if you will, with that kind of song, all those songs terrible. But then she releases this song after that. That's just ballad. I heard that's that like either. this. It's, I listened to it for like a minute and a half, and I was like, "Yeah, this just isn't clicking with me either." It's like this really. I mean, now it does take time for music to to, to sing no. with you. I it's always totally know in. when it's. It's funny. Whenever I, it's either two things, I always dislike a song or I always fall in love with it instantly. If I dislike it instantly. It's usually because I like it and I'm trying not to like it. Okay. And then like I, I usually come around okay. like Chun Li, for example, by Nicki Minaj. Like when I first heard it, I was like, "That's just trash." <laughs> like, I love it. But I love Chun Li. I love Chun Li. I love Chun Li. Yeah. Like that's my shit. But I, I have a habit of being like, "This is trash," just because I'm like I'm dismissing the person more so yeah. than I am the music. Yeah. Whereas with Christina, I was really open to hearing whatever it was, so I just I didn't feel anything. Like I listened to it for like two minutes, and I was just like, I don't feel anything. Like I don't feel I don't dislike it. I don't like it. I just don't feel anything. And then she released this song with um, Demi Lovato, and once I just don't feel anything. So that's my problem with this this album. I just don't feel anything. So her and Demi have a song together. Yeah, I haven't heard that either. I just don't feel anything. And it, some people like it. And I hope, like, I'm going to see her live regardless. I don't care if nobody else is in the Fox Theater but me and my damn self oh, and I. Oh, Fox. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, um, Which is, again, I'm going to say I love the fact that. She's doing. She's doing smaller venues yeah. because that means she's realized. More It I is care. what it is. It is what it is when it comes to her career right now. Should she go to Vegas? Should she go to. No. Her Too voice early? is. No, her voice is not. Too early for I Vegas. mean, Mariah's voice isn't there either. But Mariah can get away with it, I, in my personal opinion, because I don't think anybody goes to see Mariah for vocals anymore. I think you go see nostalgia. Exactly. Yeah, nostalgia. 
Exactly. And I feel like Christina is at the stage where it's like, of course, I think she would do well in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong, because A, let's keep it a buck. Those Vegas venues are like 1,500 seats. It's not like you're selling 20,000 seats a night. Yeah. They're like fifteen to 3,000. Like, it's definitely, that's the, the size of them. Yeah. And Christina has enough of a catalog to where people would be like, oh, hell yeah, I want to go see Christina. Gene the Bottle, this right. is like, yeah, yeah. Because I, I would definitely, if I'm in Vegas and Christina's doing a res- residency, go see her. I mean, Tony Braxton was able to do it for a really long time. And yeah. in my personal opinion, Christina's had a, a more successful career than Tony, a more commercial career than Tony. Sure. So I think she can definitely, but I just, I don't want to see Christina. I don't, Christina can't sing anymore like that. No. And can't. if you're, if I'm going to go see Christina live in Vegas, I want her to deliver. If I want to see Christina, which is really if I want to see, if I want to see, Christ, see if I want to see Christina anywhere, I want to see her deliver, and the bitch cannot deliver. Anymore. Well, I think it's different if I go to a con- the reason why I say that is because I think it's different if I go to a concert, right? Vegas is a concert too. It, I feel like it Vegas is, is, is even more of a show experience than it is a concert. The, and you know what, Christina can perform, so I think, like I said, I, I don't want to see her in Vegas, but I think she would do wonderfully there. Yeah, I, I'd rather see her in Vegas than go see her at the Fox Theater. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be there at the Fox Theater. I know. I, I feel like the Fox Theater, she's going to be really be trying to, like, give effort in, like, a moment. And I feel, yeah. I'd rather see her give, like, nostalgia. Yeah. And take me back. I'm going to go hit, see her. I want to hit the hits. I am. Yeah, the I'm, hits. So, anyway, that was um, this week's episode, ladies and gentlemen. That was we it, you guys. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you liked it. We hope you um, were able to learn a little bit more about us. Uh, we hope you were able to, and I, personally for me, what I hope this does is it starts a conversation on the socials, yeah. you know, where people can discuss their own um, journeys. Yeah. Growing up gay with us, mm-hmm. along with us. Um, we hope you interact with us on, on the social. Um, so I'm going to give you guys all that information now so you can reach out to us. If you want to follow us on Instagram, the Instagram name is Grown Up Gay, G-R-O-W-N, Up Gay. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm sorry, if you want to follow us, um, on Facebook, it's Growing Up Gay Podcast. Um, you can actually go to our website and it'll link you directly to our Facebook. To all of it. To all of this. Um, and then, yes, if you do want to follow us on the Twitter, you can follow Malik at... Yo Malik, Y-O-M-A-L-I-K, and that's same for Twitter and Facebook. I'm sorry, Twitter and Instagram at Yo Malik, Y-O-M-A-L-I-K. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at underscore V A U N. I know you hit the sound it out. Bon. <laughs> um, yeah, you can follow me there. Or you can follow, well, and I shouldn't say or. And you can follow us. I always struggle with finding the damn. The Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on. Oh, it's in our email. This is a very real moment here. This is like we're like. This we're, happened last time too. We're live. We live, baby. Um. Okay. Here's the Twitter. Sorry. These are highlights. Talk about something while I find it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that's the show, you guys. And again, um, we will be addressing some some fun topics. And uh, I hope you guys really enjoyed today because we enjoyed it, and I think um, the show's gonna continue to grow. Mm-hmm. As the network gets larger So share with your friends And let's really keep these conversations going offline So that we really can make the show More impactful next episode So that we can be able to have Some comments to read back And 
um, be able to just to connect with you guys more on a deeper level. Girl, go to our website because I can't find this shit. I mean, just go um, <laughs> growingupgay.com. Growingupgay.com. You can find our Twitter. You can find our Instagram. You can find our Facebook. Um, and that's growing, 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 not growing, growing, no G, no G. Okay. Growing. So we hope you guys enjoyed the very first episode. Um, we hope we weren't too ratchet for y'all. If y'all do want to reach out to us via Gmail for any questions or anything, like I said, you can email me personally at Vaughn at growing up Yeah. And um, I'll have my email too. You guys, I have to just go and do everything. It's going to be Malik at growing up. So it'll be, it'll be Malik at growing too. So you can email me there. Um, and, uh, follow me on Twitter. At Yo Malik, follow Vaughn at underscore Vaughn. And you can email us um, at Growing Up Gay Podcast with a G in that one. Growing Up Gay Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Or, like we said, you can just reach us personally. But we hope you enjoyed. Um, hope Peace. You have a great night. Toodles. Bye bye. Toodles. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Goodbye. Oh. That nigga, 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 that nigga,